Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. This is part four of that study. He says, verse 24, But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it. And there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. A lot of parts of the body, parts that are up front, the face, the voice, the, the, you know, the pastors and the worship teams, you know, tend to get a lot of attention, but every part of the body is just as vital and what happens here at Calvary Chapel is the pastors and the elders are, are given to us, just as it says, in, we read last time in Ephesians chapter 4, to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so as we go through the word together and as we're equipped and we grow in, in our faith, that equips us to do the work of the ministry. In, in, and what is it to be equipped? Really, all's my job is. And I hope you understand this by now, but my job as I teach you the word is that you might develop a relationship with Jesus. Now, remember when Paul told the Corinthians in chapter three, he said, you know, I couldn't feed you with with food. I had to feed you with milk because you were not mature. You were carnal you know, babes in Christ. And that's what he's talking about as he went into Corinth there in in chapter three. He's talking about how he went there. They got saved. The whole time he was there, a year and a half, all they got was milk because they just weren't mature enough to receive receive solid food. But then he said there in chapter three, but you're still carnal. Babes in Christ. You're still acting like natural men. And so all I can still feed you is milk. And people have asked, what's the difference between milk and solid food? You know, and some people think, oh, it's the deep things of the Bible. That's got to be the solid food, you know, or like learning the Greek and the Hebrew or the Jewish traditions or the mysteries or whatever. And actually, no, that's not solid food. I mean, you look at the things that Paul says to them in 1 Corinthians, and there's some pretty deep stuff in there, uh, you know, in terms of theological and doctrinal and all those things, but that's not the solid food. The milk is the ABCs, but solid food is when you learn to know Jesus and walk with him in relationship. And then, like Jesus in John chapter 4, when they asked him if he wanted something to eat, he says, no, my meat is to do the will of the Father in heaven. And you only can hear Jesus' voice if you're drawing near to him. And it is through that that you begin to, to understand the deeper things of Christianity, which isn't knowing some crazy mystery or Bible code or something like that. It's actually 
learning to hear his voice and walk with him by faith and in obedience. That's meat in the Christian life. You know, one of my friends preaching a sermon one time said, the meat is on the street. You know, in other words, to do the will of my father. But we get the meat by drawing close to Jesus. And so as you're being equipped, remember always that the equipping as we go through the word, the meat isn't the word, the meat is drawing close to Jesus. And I'm hoping, you know, in my, all my efforts, that that is what you guys are learning is to be connected to the head where you can receive nourishment. Another way to say it, be abiding in the vine so that you can bear fruit. Does that make sense? That's what he's talking about here. He's talking about being an effective member of the body. And yet, while I'm doing that and equipping you, that's a very small part of what happens here at Calvary Chapel on a weekly basis. Because I may be here, but there's other people who are down at the island right now serving the kids in youth group. There's other people in the children's ministry serving the kids in children's ministry. And there's other people who set all this up. There's other people, and a lot of you will be here tearing it all down and putting it all away. And then there's other people who are praying. There's other people that are giving. There's all kinds of different things happening. And a lot of us are doing a lot of those things. And so God uses all those things to do the work of the ministry. You know, some people are out there just on the street talking to people about Jesus. And they're drawing people into the church, and the church is growing as we are fed. Healthy sheep beget sheep. Verse 26, he says, If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. It's hard to be a part of a, a Christian family and to see people go through sickness or, or illness or loss. That, you know, we see that a lot. And what happens when somebody within the church is going through those things, you know, the immune system kicks in, right? And people start to gather around that sickness or that difficulty or that pain and minister to each other and, and comfort each other and encourage one another. It's just like when you slam your finger in the door, your whole body wraps around it. You're like, oh, you know, if you stick it in your mouth, you hold it under your arm, you're just, you just... You shake it, you know, you kiss it, you know, whatever you do to try to bring comfort to that little finger. And then when someone is honored, and this can be a difficult one, but it, as it tells us in Romans chapter 12, rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, if, if something good happens to one part of your body, you know, you want to be happy, your whole body wants to be happy, you know. What a bummer it is when, you know, something good's happening to you and then you break your leg and you can't go to the award ceremony, you know, because your leg is broken, you know. And so you want to, you want, the whole body needs to get around the rest of the body. You know, I love Romans chapter 12 where it says rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, be kindly affectionate to one to another, in honor preferring one another. And, and that's the way the body of Christ should be. You know, it's so easy for us to see good things happening to other people. And maybe we've been going through a difficult time and something, some blessing happens to somebody else for us to be like, that's not fair. Why is that happening to them? 
why are they getting a new house? Or why did they do, why'd that happen? You know, and, and just to get snarky about it. You know, I, I love Romans chapter 12 because it really has corrected a lot of those things. And, and I, I remember when I was a brand new Christian, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 22, I think it is. I just wrote in the, in the side of my Bible. I was just looking at this Bible the other day. And I wrote on there, act like this. But it's just beautiful in the things that it tells you as Christians, you should have attitudes. And I remember reading that, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice, and thinking, man, usually when something good happens to one of my friends, I don't rejoice with them. I actually envy and like, geez, why is that happening for them? And so I started making it a practice, a discipline in my life to rejoice when something good happens for somebody else. How horrible it is when you're blessed and people around you are like, well, hmm you know, and don't, they're not happy for you. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I don't know, a lot of you probably heard the story of how we got our house. It was just one of those miracles, you know, Shannon wanted the house as her dream house. I would never have been able to afford to buy the house for her. And yet, just through a, a series of miracles, we ended up being able to buy that house out of foreclosure for like hardly anything. We paid $100,000 for our house. And it's a beautiful house, you know, but that came on the heels of something interesting. We were living across the street in the parsonage where the offices are now. And we were hoping to, you know, move out because, you know, the church is growing and the knocks were coming and everybody knew where we lived right across the street from the church and we were easy access. And so we're thinking, we need to get out of here. And not that we didn't want to minister to other parts of the body, because we did, but just not 24-7. And so... We, it, what was interesting is we had two very close friends, and both of them come to the church. And one we'd known for years, another family we were doing foster care with, so we were, went to pride training with them and stuff, so we kind of grew together in those arenas. And they both, at the same time, were moving into beautiful houses that Shannon and I could never afford. You know, and what was cool is as we were helping them move, we just were like, this is so awesome for you guys, you know, and just excited for them and genuinely excited to see that they were able to get their dream house, you know, and it was, it was just kind of cool. And so as we, we did that and, you know, honestly, genuinely happy for them. And then right on the heels of that, the Lord opened up this other house and gave us a beautiful house. And I, I you know, I have to think that, you know, contentment Godly contentment in great, is great gain. You know, and when we can rejoice with people when something good is happening for them, you know, it, it opens up the, the door for God to be able to bless us as well. Not that that's what it's about. Not that God's always going to do something like that for us. But it just opens the door so he can. Because if we're envious and spiteful and jealous of other people, I just think that sometimes that closes the door for God to be able to, to bless our lives. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.